Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Danny. Hey, Lyle. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, I know I said that, hey, Lyle, like I was sad, but I'm so happy. You should be super happy, dude. We won our bet last week. I know, but, you know, having all this extra money makes me nervous. Uh, We won our bet on uh, mybookie.ag. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do, though? I know having all this money makes you nervous. Parlay. So what we're going to do is we're going to parlay it into another bet. We're going to bet it. We're going to make another bet with that money. Let's not just let it sit here. Let's not take it and spend it on food and gas and, and taking care of our families. Let's no. gamble. Yeah, yeah. Let's gamble because, uh, you know, we were smart enough to know that Kyle Hendricks was going to, you know, face the Diamondbacks this weekend for the second time within a week. So we took the over, and the over was a winner at mybookie.ag. They're a sponsor of this show. Uh, You can bet there. They got endless props. They got fantasy sports waivers. Uh, They got something for everybody. Now, um, all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag, and what you you really got to do is use the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when you uh, create your account because you get a 50% bonus of everything you deposit. So you lay down 100 bucks. Well, you get $50 in extra play. So that's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code Ranto. And uh, Lyle, you know what they say. You play, you win. You win, you get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you never want to hear an ad like this for my bookie again, why don't you subscribe to the Sun Ranto Show on Patreon? You get an ad-free feed, your own RSS feed, earlier than everybody else. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. There's perks at every level, and uh, we'll just do it, because then then you won't have to hear stupid ads like this uh, asking you to join Patreon. So just do it, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's awesome. You'll be part of something great. Now let's do a show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros, golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Those fucking fans who come out here and say they're cub fans that are supposed to be behind you ripping every fucking thing you do. <laughs> I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking Happy day. Happy Lee Elia Day, guys. Real Chicago fucking fans, they can oh, this, it sounds right so good. And print it. <laughs> they're really, really behind you around here. 
my fucking ass. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it? Yeah, in my mind, the this is Juliana Philbrist. Who turn up? <laughs> the motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They ought to go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living. 85%. <laughs> so good, right? I'll play I'll play the full thing at the end of the show, but I By the way, listeners, that is number 1 on Danny's new spank bank list. He just lays in bed after he takes a shower alone with the candles lit and listens to that. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> get it, get a little ASMR off of it, right? You know that yeah. that uh, I, she sounds kind of Irish to me. I'm not sure, but I had so much fun today uh, with this like voice changer, voice to speech thing, because you can ch- have all these different voices. So I got like stuff like this. It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. It's a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. I got a bunch. It's a disheartening fucking situation. There's a Christmas song coming out of Danny Rocket with that in the background. <laughs> yeah, right. This year. That is happening. Uh, <laughs> a, a very special Lee Ely at Christmas. Uh. Yeah. Welcome to the Sun Ranto <laughs> Show. I'm Danny Rocket. Michael's out in Colorado. You got Lyle, the lovable Lucy, who's out there in the great state of Maine. And it's Lee Ely Day, officially April 29th. Uh, it was the day in 1983 where Lee Ely went on his famous rant. And it's one of my first memories as a Cub fan, that's like the year I really became a Cubs fan. I was nine years old, and I remember, you know, stay, faking home, faking uh, sick to stay home from school, and the and in April of that year, and having the Cubs be so bad, and uh, just remember hearing that the manager got fired somewhere in that year. I don't remember the rant itself, but Lee Elia is one of my uh, my my favorites of all time. So. Happy Lee Elia. We should just, this should be an annual kind of Cub fan national holiday like John Baker Day. And they should celebrate it better. And it's a shame that there's no goddamn game today. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I I looked up because, you know, Lee Elia, he had a long career as a coach and uh, a manager. (laughs) I looked him up, you know. He he really had a, a. I mean, he was a manager mostly for AAA. He managed the Phillies for a couple of years, the Cubs for a couple of years. He was a player, but really the only thing he's remembered for now. I mean, he was with the Yankees, Mariners, Blue Jays. You know, he had all sorts of jobs that anybody just he, remembers him for. For motherfucking a bunch of out of work fucking losers. Yeah, exactly. He's working. The other fifteen percent come out here. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so nice in a British accent, doesn't it? Like, sounds more plausible. Yeah. So, uh, let's get started. It's the last show of the month. So, I'm going to announce the scavenger hunt winner. Now, that <laughs> yeah, Wrigley, Chicago Cubs, the heart and soul of Chicago, and my copy, uh, I still haven't looked for it, of Showgirls, <laughs> autographed by me. Mike Gelsonon is the winner. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sending you out those DVDs really soon. Hopefully, you have a DVD player. <laughs> because I don't know how common those are amongst the kids. 
some events coming up real soon, May 11th, Saturday. The Cubs are taking on the Brewers, but then right after a G-Man Tavern, it's my birthday show. So come uh, come watch the Bleacher Bum Band. We'll have a couple new songs. Um, I'm going to try to I'm, – I'm playing this weekend, too. Uh, not this weekend. On Thursday at Club 400, Ben Zobrist and hopefully Juliana Zobrist are going to be at Club 400. And I wrote a mashup of uh, Benzo's uh, – well, it's a mashup parody of Benzo's walk-up music. So I've got a Benny and the Jets mixed parody mixed with an I Feel Alive parody. It's a, it's a medley. How how awkward is it going to be for you to sit and hang out with Juliana because she's going to say something to you about songs and it'll probably be something nice and you're going to really like her. Oh, or will no, she? That's the worst case scenario. James going to be like, she's super cool. Yeah, she's going to she want to do like a, a a duet and then like you'll show her the words and it's all like Juliana's <laughs> got dark eyebrows or something. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I it, it, I will do a time in a time in a bottle by Jim Croce, except it'll be hair in a bottle, all about her <laughs> hair color. Um, no, it's uh, I I think I my goal of meeting Juliana Zobrist and playing music for her, if she is indeed coming. Stuart McVicker was not quite sure she was going to make it, but if she does come, my goal is basically to uh, you know become her new songwriter. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, I, of course. All those love songs that I write, I just change it to be about Jesus. And it's and it writes itself from there. Instead of saying she, you say he. Man, Easy. Y- y- yeah. So Or if you want to, you know, and then you can turn the Jesus songs into De Jesus songs and, you know, and use and those sing for David David De Jesus. David De Jesus and, and his, his wife. wife. Yeah, exactly. I the material just writes itself. So May 11th, come hear some of that material. G-Man Tavern. We're going to go on at 5 o'clock because we got to be out of there by 7 latest. So come see the Bleacher Bum Band. Uh, there's an event on Facebook on the Bleacher Bum Band page. So go go do that. Uh, May 17th, going to go out to go see the Chicago Dogs game in Rosemont. Big Z will hopefully be pitching uh, just get your own tickets, and maybe we'll all meet out there, but I just want everybody to know that it's happening. There's no guarantee he's going to pitch because he's in the pen, but you know they're going to put his ass out there. Last little plug, um, every Thursday in June, and I'm going to pl- put this on the Ranchers page and invite a bunch of you guys soon, but I'm directing a show at Second City, and it's a, a series of uh, comedy sketches, And uh, it's going to be at the Blackout Cabaret Theater at Second City, which is right on, like, North Avenue there. And it's going to be every Thursday in June, the 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. So come see that. And finally, uh, the Golden Girls, I just did sound for their lost episode, which is up at Hamburger Mary's in Andersonville, up in Mary's Attic. And uh, we got nominated for a Jeff Award, which shocked the hell out of everybody. Nice. Yeah, dirty drag golden girls show got nominated somehow and we're always left out because you know they're well they're too good for us really it's <laughs> really what it comes down to so there's all sorts of things coming on love to see some of you at some of this and if you're coming by let me know because i don't go to these shows every night so why don't we start out uh mr lyle with it's the state of the bull penis with the lovable Lucy Ears, Lyle Aker. My fellow Cubs fans, the state of the bull penis is firm and rising. <laughs> firm 
and rising. <laughs> oh, yeah. Randy Rosario, Brad Brock. Chatwood. Well, Rosario, to be fair, is now in the minors. But <laughs> Kinsler, Maples, Strope, dude. Yeah, it, it's been pretty shut down. I mean, you had you had the uh, bad inning by Webster uh, Webster last had yesterday. A bad inning, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, even Ryan's been good. Like who's C-Sheck, been bad? c had a bad inning, gave up C-Sheck that three-run home run, and, and, and Webster was a little shaky there. But outside of that. Yeah, outside of that, it's been, it's you know, and who's... Lights out, lights out. And Kyle Ryan gave up those two, made it a little interesting yesterday. But uh, how about that Dylan Maples? Like, Here's his line for the week. 1.2 innings pitched, five walks, three strikeouts. It's just like this, he's Mitch Williams, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He can't control, he, he, he throws fire, but he can't control that pitch at all. He really... But the, but the... That slider gets people just, you know, looking dumb up there. Yeah, they 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 duck out of the box. They're scared of it. Yeah, um, they they don't know what they're about to see. And when he's on with that thing, he gets you know you know some great you know great outings. But it's that that fastball. Just he doesn't seem to know where it's going. Like I I mean I I don't know if I enjoy watching it or I hate watching it. It feels like <laughs> it feels like watching you Darvish some of the times. You know, except for you know. I mean, you Darvish goes out there a lot more, and then, like, I guess in this game that he pitched the other day, it, it started so wonkily, and then he just kind of settled down. I feel like Maples never settles down, and, like, from pitch to pitch, somebody could die is how it feels like. Yeah, he's just a wild man up there. You're just, you're just hoping you don't – that's why he's successful, because the batters are more worried about getting hit than they are about, like, hitting the ball. Yeah, they don't know what to do. And, I mean, and the Cubs have hope that he could be, like, a big part of this bullpen if he can figure it out. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't know if this is what's called figuring it out, but it certainly has been somewhat effective. You know, I mean, his whip and his ERA are just totally different situations. You know what I mean? How's how's his nene? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as good as Carl Edwards Nene, but he's in the minors. He's down in uh in the monks doing it. Any word? Anybody check in with him? How's he doing? Have you, you talked know, to him, Danny? I have not talked to Carl. Um, you know, does is anybody play uh uh Fortnite? Because I feel like that's the best way to get in t- in touch with Carl. Right. Um but I'm I'm actually just looking up his numbers right now of what's going on with him in the minors. Um, God, he needs to get up here and fix his major league numbers though for this year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he he, sure he went down there stuck with a 32 earned run average. Um, in the minors, he's got a 1.8 ERA in five innings pitched. He's only given up one run on two hits, and then he hurt himself a little bit. Like, wasn't he walking down the stairs or something? Yeah, something happened. He's having a tough go of it. I feel bad for him, man. Yeah, one walk, though, So in five innings pitch. So that's really positive, considering he had five walks in 1.2 innings pitched in the major leagues this year and gave up six runs. Oh. So hopefully he can figure out. and hook, You know he's going to come back with a whole new windup. He's going to come back looking like Louis Tiant. Well, I just hope, yeah, but I just hope he just goes back to doing what he was doing before and just says, you know what? I just got to throw the baseball and stop trying to be weird. 
Yeah, and you know, if you got different dudes in the back end of your bullpen, like C-Shack coming from the side, Maples, who knows what he's got to do, and then you throw like just a straight, like, you know, a little bit more normal fastball. I mean, the problem is uh, I don't think uh, that um, Carl's got the exact same kind of movement on his pitches that, let's say, a Dylan Maples is, but they throw just as hard as each other. Maples may be a little harder, but it's just like people, these major league hitters, they're catching up to that Carl fastball now. You know, I mean, 99 does not mean that you're just going to sit there blowing everybody away. These guys can hit that shit. Yeah, for sure. And it, if it's weird, though. It's like now everybody needs someone to throw 99 with movement. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What the fuck? Can you throw a 99 mile per hour curveball? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be seeing in 10 years. We're going to see be seeing uh, 90 mile an hour knuckleballs. It's going to be just wild. I can't wait. People will die. People will die. Knuckle knuckleball is a dying thing. There's really no knuckler out there right now. Can, yeah, I there's can't. not. I don't think there's a single guy that th- actually throws it during the game. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Well, when else would we see him do it? Like batting practice? <laughs> oh, no. They all do it before the game. They all fuck around with it. Like every, I'll bet. 98% of the pitchers out there throw a, a, a knuckleball God. just for fucking around and having fun with it. Well, the Red Sox still have Stephen Wright. He just, he just he's a yeah. knuckleball. He got suspended for using PEDs. I'm like, what do you need the PED for <laughs> to throw a knuckleball? I don't understand. Maybe he was using uh, the performance enhancers for his comedy routine. He might be. He yeah. might be. Um, can I, Speaking of comedy routines and, and, and just Cubs headlines in general, I see Benzo puts team first, sits, then wins it in the 15th anyway. Isn't another way to say it is lazy-ass old guy quits on his team and sits on the bench and makes the young guy play so he can get all the glory later in the day? Well, not only that, but, like, first of all, I completely understand, like, if somebody came to me, you know, before, like, I've been, you know, working every day in a row, and they're like, you know, like, man. It's the first warm day. Yeah. Warm in Arizona. He was like, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. And, and he's like, so he goes to Joe and he's like, listen, David Bodie hit two home runs yesterday. Why don't you put him out there? I mean, yeah, it reeks of just like, I don't want to do it. And it makes him sound selfless. But here's what happened. Benzo fucked up the whole day. All right. We had to use every player we had on the team yesterday. Um, although a good day for it to happen with a day off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With today being off, but although, here's although once again you see Joe, you know, in the ninth inning, whipping through players, and you're like, here we go. He's going to run out everybody again. He did. <laughs> oh, he almost did too. God, he's brutal with that shit. You're like, dude, don't just like it's after the seventh. Like maybe be. I don't know if if you don't have a big lead. It was tied. Know, it was tied. I know. Like just maybe be a little. I don't know. So you want to be aggressive, but there's got to be some sense of, okay, this could go all night. Well, they, they said toward the end of that game that both bullpens had been burned the entire entirely bullpen for both teams, which I was just like, Oh my God, we're going to see like, uh, two backup catchers facing off for the end of this game, man. Oh God. It's a John Baker day. Wet dream. (laughs) But here's here's what happens. Danny, if you could play female Lee Ilya with two backup catchers pitching in the 15th thing of a game and you were alone with the candlelight, I mean, you'd hit the ceiling. It would you? sound like this. A fucking playground for the cocksuckers. Rip them motherfuckers. 
Rippin' fucking cocksuckers like the fucking players. It would sound something like that. And it, and it would sound... Like Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, well, here's the result of Benzo's most selfless act to let to David Bodie after his two-homer night play. Bodie goes out there, what goes one for seven. It was a double. I'll give him that. He struck out three times, left seven men on base. Meanwhile, Benzo comes into the game and left it in the 11th. Draws a walk in the 12th. Then he gets stranded at second by, guess who? David Bodie. Bodie. Loser. Yeah. Then with Benzo at the plate the next in the 13th, Wilson Contreras, and we'll talk about this play in a moment, <laughs> tries to steal home because I guess he forgot he was not Javier Baez. Or it, was an was almost, like, it was an almost great play. Though. It was almost awesome, yeah. I, I I could see why it would have happened. Benzo hasn't been hitting the ball. Wilson's like, Benzo's not going to hit the ball. But it's so frustrating because Benzo comes up in the 14th because his at-bat wasn't done. Right. And singles. So that's – I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Of course. But Benzo yeah. would have singled in that run. All I could think today – so yesterday I was laying on the couch all day just fucking dying from a hangover. And I was thinking to myself, you know, maybe Benzo had a hangover. And he literally just wasn't ready to play until the 11th. Well, I mean, I think he said the day before to have Bodie go in there because of his big day. And because of the way Madden puts out his lineups now, that it's – um that it's like by series. So it was already planned that Bodie was going to start Sunday or no, that uh, Zobris was going to start Sunday and Bodie was going to sit, but it didn't really work out because the game ends up 15 going 15 innings. Benzo singles in the 14th. Like I said, he gets uh, by all the way, by the way, I love the Contreras attempted steal. I think it was great. I mean, you just passed over that. He, it was literally the catcher was just winding up to throw it back and he took off and he missed it by an inch. Yeah, no, he it really just was so close. But I like the play. I just was sad that it didn't work out. If it had worked out, I would have been like, oh, my God, Contreras is brilliant. But instead, I'm like, fucking Contreras making the last out at home. It was a very, uh, it was, it was Javian. Yeah. Javi makes it. Um, and uh, But let me get back to Benzo because this is all his fault that the game went so long because he put Bodie out there because... Benzo singles in the 14th, gets all the way to third, and then is forced out at home because David Bodie grounded out. Fucking David Bodie again ruining the game. Then in the 15th, Chatwood doubles. Huge play. Almora singles him to third. Benzo doubles them both home. And thank God David Bodie did not bat in this inning because um, we would have lost. And then... Uh, I, did I mention also that fi- at the end of the game, that ball that was nailed by Webster, um, or it wasn't nailed by Webster, it was nailed by, who hit that? Who hit that ball at the end of the game? Um, who, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Either way, it was off of Webster, and guess who caught it? Benzo. <laughs> so, like, and he made a nice play on it. it. I mean, I thought that ball was gone. Off I mean, the bat, couldn't he, just come, couldn't he have just come in like six innings earlier and just ended that fucking thing? Well, if Benzo had been out there the whole time, we, we win in nine. You hope, you hope. It's <laughs> my right. point. Uh, that 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 Chatwood hit, pretty clutch. But he hit that off of uh, uh, Matt 
Andresi? Yeah. Yeah, his his high and school buddy, right? Childhood friend. Played Little League together. They were neighbors. And they used to play together when they were like seven or eight years old. And they, they were always, uh, I guess, good friends and actually were in each other's weddings. Yeah. Did you see when... Uh, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. yeah. I love it. When, when dude threw that... Uh, that curveball that dropped in front of the plate and Jeff would kind of smiled and looked at him like, what the fuck are you throwing at me? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bullshit. I can't, I can barely hit the fastball. Well, and he, but he did, man. He, he nailed it. That was kind of a no doubt. That was not a cheap double. You know, he hit that right in the alley and right in the gap and, you know, and, but I think he was kind of hurt. Yeah, talking about pitchers running and, you know, making another excuse for the yeah, DH. I'm, I'm really surprised I haven't heard more about these fucking pitchers running thing. Like, I like how people get all upset. Like, oh, that's that's why we need the DH, because professional athletes shouldn't be running. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> they, these- I know, I, I, I'm not. This is not the day I'm going to get into this with you. I will just say. These guys get paid a lot of money to do one thing, and it's very specialized. And what they do outweighs what everybody else on the team does by a hundred. And then you want them to additionally bat. That's yes, I yeah. do, and I want them Don't to be they have for, and yeah. play the game. Yeah, I know it's just stupid because they're and getting they hurt. Just, their, their value is their value with their arm, and their value to pitch, and their value to keep you in games. And you're just wasting them out there on base paths. Oh, it is, and it is Awful. glorious to see it. The there is thing not ever. a fucking DH that's ever, you know. Just shut up, Cotton. Well, and I, and I shouldn't even say DH because it's not DH. It's the ninth hitter. The ninth hitter fucking nobody even pays attention to. I'm going to play your song. You needed that. Um, anyway. It was. We don't. We don't. We don't need no stinking DH, it was, right, Michael? It was awesome, though. It was it was great to see Chatwood out there fucking take a rip. But, yeah, it did look like he – apparently he didn't really hurt himself, but he had a little twin, so he's like, I'm not going to fuck around with it. And then he walked from base to base. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he was station to station. I, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, he didn't get passed on the base, base paths by Almora. So, um, hey, did you get me one of those uh, Joe Madden beers yet? Uh, I I did not. I don't even know where to get them yet. If, uh, if you I'm don't know what Benny. we're talking about, uh, yeah, I would imagine it's a Joe Madden has a beer now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called uh, Try Not to Suck. Yeah, and, and oh, I, God. I assume it's I, I made. It's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's made with uh, yeast found in the carpet of his van. Actually, man, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that's that's not one. That you want. I mean, people are going out. They're trying to get laid at the bars and stuff. And uh, the beer itself says try not to suck. Yeah. And you kind I mean, of want a little sucking maybe after your beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, get this. Don't make it anything. I mean, dude, I mean, we just saw spaghetti sauce. I know. The week before that. And he was hawking a jewel. it at Jewel. He was literally standing there in front of the registers trying to sell it. And right by Wrigley, Please he's open, he's opening up uh, the Joe Madden's post restaurant in Gallagher way like does he not know that he doesn't have a contract like it's gonna oh, yeah. be he, so he awkward does. he's like I'm never I'm never coaching again <laughs> yeah well I think he's just kind of planning for his retirement money here by open like just totally just selling out with everything that he can right now in fact um did you know that uh well we have a new sponsor on the show today and um hey check it out it's it's Joe Madden 
Joe Madden is opening up yet another business, oh, and he's geez. launching it right here on the show. Oh, wait. We talked about this. You thought you might have a commercial. Did you I, ever find that? Me and me and Joe recorded it uh, this, this uh, weekend, and I got it ready to go for you. So uh, here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Cubs skipper Joe Madden. And if there's one thing I've learned since becoming the Cubs manager, it's how to make meatloaf. And that's why I'm opening Madden's Meatloaf Mart at two new locations in Chicagoland. I tried to open three, but you know, two out of three ain't bad. Try Madden's Bull Penis Awesome Loaf, made with USDA Prime Black Anus Bull Penis. Uh, Joe, we're going to have to take that again. Uh, I think it's Black Angus. Who cares? No one listens to the Sun Ranto Show anyway. If you love my crazy lineups, don't miss Madden's Mystery Meatloaf. You'll never know what flavor will be hitting next. And for vegetarians, Madden's Meatloaf Mart is serving up the limited edition Try Not to Steak Loaf, made with kale that Jake Arietta left in his locker two years ago. Ugh. You can respect that it's only 90 calories a slice. I used to manage four meatloaf, and now I manage meatloaf. Remember... You can't spell Madden's Meatloaf Mart without mmm, mmm, mmm. Madden's Meatloaf Mart. It's where you buy your meatloaf. Kind of a depressing jingle at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, all right, fine. He's selling Madden's Meatloaf. I get it. But then at the end, it sounds like a funeral. Weird. That was weird. Madden's meatloaf. What the fuck else is he going to sell? He's just on a run right now. He's, he's just trying to cash out on Chicago. Yeah, I, I, and he should, you know. I wait, mean, yeah, wait, with, wait, with his victory on Saturday, he became the third fastest manager in Cubs history to 400 wins behind only Frank Chance and Cap Anson. Yeah. Lee, he, you know, and I was wondering, I'm like, how in the fuck is he number three? Because I've never seen a manager with more success in Chicago. But, well, and and you hadn't, yeah, exactly, because it was a million years ago. <laughs> yeah, you were negative fifty. Yeah. yeah, it was just super surprising when I saw it. You know, you know, four hundred wins—that's a big deal. But the fact that he was the third fastest, I was like, right away, had to click on it. Like, who in the hell well, is beating him? And once again, if I were to tell you that in the that the manager who led the Cubs to their first World Series victory. In 108 years. In 108 years. Did A, not win the Manager of the Year award that year, but B, did not ever get another contract with the team that I assume he wants. Uh, But then. And and C is like. Not even an extension, like for like, oh, let's do give it two more years or something like that. Not even anything like that. But what's C? He's a guy that is, he's divisive amongst fans. Like people, some people love him. God, everybody worships Joe. And then there's the other half like me. I'm like, man, eh, get rid of the bum. <laughs> I feel like they'd be a better team without him. He had good players. He, I mean, he really did. I mean, he, he's the, he's had the most coach. stacks. He's, he's a good coach, but I think his time is. Well, out. and they're making a lot of the, the Madden, you know, managing millennials thing. Like that was even in this article about, you know, Zobrist and Bodie. Being like, oh, something he's doing to manage millennials is change his plan. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, and that was fucking stupid, too. They called it Zobris bows out of the millennial heavy lineup. 
so he's not going to play ever again because yeah. every fucking lineup is millennial heavy now. <laughs> he's like, these kids are eating too many Tide Pods. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, speaking of Tide Pods, uh, little Addison Russell could be back as soon as Friday as uh, Cubster Thomas, unfortunately, has been reminding us over and over oh. again. But um, little story out there, and I, I don't believe it. I'll just preface by saying that. That he that, thinks he's Tiger Woods? Well, we kind of talked about that last week and oh, kind of God. chose not to talk about it because it's just like, fuck him. That's all we said was like, fuck. We, everybody read it and if just us saying, hey, fuck Addison Russell and that fucking piece of shit. What's his name? Uh, Tony Nightingale or what's his fucking Bob Nightingale? Yeah. What a fucking piece of shit that guy is. Oh, God. Um, But uh, no, now I guess... And that was a totally positive piece on Russell be, comparing himself to like Tiger Woods and his comeback and all that stuff. I mean, the difference is like, I mean, I'm not seeing Tiger Woods. There, there, well, that anything. was the Cubs front office doing their marketing at their best. That is their responsibility and their job. It just sucks always that the press does bow down to that a little bit yeah. and write those, those dictated stories. You're just like, come on. I, you, I know you, do you really feel this way? Like yeah, you but, can write the comeback story, but you got it's got to be focused on how much well, of a piece of shit he is, and maybe he doesn't deserve a chance. Well, it would. Ju- this just happened. I know. It's like Tiger Woods took a decade. You know what I mean? Like, there's a totally different well, story. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Tiger Woods uh, was a philanderer. Yeah, he cheated on his wife. He did not beat anybody. Right. Big right. Like, yeah. There. I mean. The 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 most dangerous thing Tiger Woods did was uh, get hammered, argue with his wife, and then some drive out and, and smash into a tree or some and, shit with the car, and have sex with every waitress he ever met. <laughs> but like, I'm so tired of talking about Addison Russell. I uh, know. Well, I did, but here's uh, the the story. It's not even Addison Russell. It's that the Ricketts have reportedly, and I don't know if I believe this threatened some writers uh, with retaliation if they write anything bad about Russell at this juncture when they're oh, trying that doesn't to sound like the Rickets again, really, <laughs> really bad form. Right. If yeah. true, if true or, you know, but how do these stories even get out there? Like well, why probably one of the writers that was threatened said, you know what? I didn't like the way they talked to me about this. I'm going to fucking let everybody know about it. Fuck them. I mean, that's kind of what it seems that it was. I mean, I knew that the Ricketts had it in for one guy I know, and I don't really know how that played out. I don't know Billy, if they Billy have Cub. Yeah, well, <laughs> Bi- <laughs> Billy Cub was de- decapitated like uh, like he lived in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but I, um, no, but I, I don't know what happened uh, in this situation, but I do not put it past the Ricketts to do something like this. But I also think that it would be such bad form to ask a writer to say positive things that they don't feel. I, I mean, I just I don't know. I mean, do you buy it? I mean, I don't really buy it. 
But I, why would I, it get out it. there without? Yeah, I mean, I kind of buy. It's hard to say because yeah. there's no details. I, 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 the threat, I the don't. threats are you're going to lose access if you keep attacking this guy. He's this young man has worked really hard to turn himself around. If you keep attacking him and saying bad things about him, we are going to ban you from the press box. We are going to not let you write. You know, we're not going to give you any access to the team. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's you, exactly you, what they're doing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but, but they're not putting it so blatantly. And it's you not know? the Ricketts. They have a PR person who does that, and that's part of their job. But Michael, I'm sure they. I'm sure they say it exactly like that. They're like, go ahead, keep it up. See if you get any access to any players. Well, well, what I'm saying is I, I don't know that they come quite that far out of it, you know, or I just don't think they're that open with it. It could be something like, you know, Hey, we'd like you to, you know, like the Bob Nightingale piece. We'd like you to write something like that. We want you to write, for the Cubs, you know, and write about the Cubs, you know, and if you're going to write about Addison, write something like that. And the person's like, yeah, you know, I really don't want to. They could have just been like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll go with somebody else. Something as simple as that is more, everybody knows what that means, right? Like maybe we'll give this story to somebody else or it, it's not like a out and out, like, we're going to we're going to take away your credentials or something like that but it's a definitely letting people know if you're not going to write good things we're not going to you know be nice with you Nah, i think it's totally in your face i don't think they pull any punches i think i, I, I think I, if it was that in your face i think we'd see i think that's that why we've heard that about that it in your face you know I what think, i mean I like think that's why we have heard about it because they were like fuck you that that was somebody in the press who got threatened. They said, "Fuck you." Anyway, regardless, here neither here nor there. But why beat around the bush that? if you don't have the fucking like specific thing? Well, I mean, it, it's it's what it says is that Cheryl Ring of Fangraphs, who is also a lawyer, has allegedly spoken to a member of the media who alleged that, or, or I mean, alleged <laughs> that the Cubs privately instructed that person to lay off Russell, allegedly threatening reprisal. There's a lot of alleged and allegedly's in this. So, right. I mean, but I don't put it past by what we know of the Ricketts and how they kind of operate as an organization. Uh, you know, and especially behind the scenes that this would not surprise me. And and the Bob Nightingale piece was a total piece of garbage and fluff trying to celebrate the return of Addison Russell. And, you know, to me, it's like, all right, if you want to have an Addison Russell conversation, like obviously he's a piece of shit and like whatever happened, happened. Whether you want to give him a second chance is to, uh, up to each individual person what they want to do. I prefer that he not be on the Cubs. I think he can come back with some other team. Especially because we don't fucking need him. I mean, right. this the, is a team, team is fine without him. This is a team with David Bodie, where you don't even have room in the infield for Chris Bryant right now. He's playing left because you're trying to get Bodie in there. You got Benzo, who's obviously best at second base, bit of a liability in the outfield usually. Um, then you also got Daniel Descalso, who's had a great start to his uh, tenure as a Cub. So and then on top of that, you got Javi who could play either short or second at 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 least the I mean and to me, shortstop is the most pre, more prestigious role for any defense and Javi's been playing the shit out of it for the most part. So like you don't want to move him off because that's been the discussion this week. What happens with Baez? You don't. And then who's bad are you going to take out of that lineup to even have Russell play second when you have four other fucking guys that can do it? Right. I don't know. Yeah, we, I don't know. Do they, do they leave him in the minors, and how long? 
No, he's coming up and he's going to get a standing out. Then who's going uh, down? Zagunas? Yeah, for the, sure. Or, or Degal, uh, Descalso, one of the two. Descalso has no options, I don't think. Uh, probably not. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm sure Descalso's been around. Yeah, it's probably the great Zagoo. Yeah, it's got to be Zagunas. I mean, Zagoo. We don't uh, we don't see him enough for anybody to really even know, like notice that he's gone, other than the guy who's replacing him. Yeah, you know, and and to be clear, uh, Lyle, I I think you could totally be right. I think that it could be the about threatening the reporter. It could be right out there in their face. I'm not saying that uh, I disagree with that. I'm just saying it could be. I was thinking maybe it'd be a little lighter handed than that, but they don't, don't seem know. to operate that way. The more I think about it. Yeah. The more I think about like the way that the Ricketts do their thing, you could totally be right. They could be, I mean, are, are they light handed at all with the alderman or their feelings about right. it and yeah. telling pe- telling fans to not vote for this guy? Well, right. And they have enough money that they're just like, yeah, we're untouchable. Well, Jesse Rogers said it was total garbage. That it, it and because uh, Sarah Spain was talking about it, and, and he's like, garbage, yeah, I like that. So, and when I see stuff like that, that just makes me think, like, uh, you know, why why is he jumping on their fucking bandwagon so hard? Well, because he's got access and a job. I mean, who yeah. knows? Everybody's got their own, uh, you know, priorities and their own way to be and you, figure out. You remember, I believe it was the Catman was, uh, he was all over the the Cubs have never even considered Bryce Harper. Like, wasn't that him? He like freaked out. He's like, no, Ricketts were on my show. And he said that they never even considered him. So there's no way they ever even thought about him. It's possible. I mean, Man, it, bullshit. I, I mean, obviously, you, they you didn't... can say we never wanted him. Like we thought about it and just decided that's not the way we wanted to go. I would believe that. But to fucking say you've never even considered him? Come on. Yeah, of course you've considered him. Yeah, that's that's stupid. That's stupid <laughs> shit there. It's like, ah, oh, we didn't even know he was a free agent. Yeah, so we just got memo. <laughs> um couple of things around the league uh, I just wanted to bring up because everybody listens to this show most likely hates Ryan Braun and probably really enjoyed the hell out of watching a Mets fan dump a giant beer on him. Should <laughs> go in for a ball. Uh, the fan was trying to catch the ball in his beer, but in- instead it, it got dumped all over Braun. Braun, you guys see that? It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a nice way to end our Sunday with a W and a video of Ryan I, Braun I, getting dumped. I think that fan was just very concerned for Ryan Braun. Having uh, been out of the water for as long as he had been, <laughs> he was trying to trying to get him wet there so the guy wouldn't die. Oh, nice fisheye joke. Nice fisheye. <laughs> and then uh, in Cardinals suck news, um, Alex Reyes, the flame-throwing pitcher for the Cardinals, punched a wall and broke his pinky. Idiot. Yeah, what a fucking dumbass. So that's all good news. And so, uh, Oh, he needed a DH. He needed he some young kid. Now. Go punch that wall for me because I'm pissed. Yeah, go break your own pinky. So uh, are you ready for a little... So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, who else but Javi Baez? He keeps winning. Dude, he's just killing it. He's been ripping the cover off the ball. Uh, he has three dongs and nine hits 
He's What's also it? worked three penis. walks, has, which is the more amazing thing. He has three penises? Wow, yes. three dogs. Three, three dongs. I don't know what I'd do with myself. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, he's, he's had uh, – but, yeah, I'm more impressed with the fact that he had three walks in one week. That is, like, almost – has he ever had three walks in a week? Mm, I, I don't do. think so. I, you'd have to go, I'd have to go look back through it and play index on – I, I doubt he's ever well un, unless he had some intentional walks. I don't he I, was he was intentionally walked once yesterday. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't even know if I th- there might be some years that Javi Baez didn't have a three walks in the year or, <laughs> or in a month. Yeah. So uh but you know that's an 1189 OPS on the week. You know and uh while he's been the best there's also been quite a few guys hitting dongs. Rizzo, Bodie, and Bryant all had two dongs. And uh, Almora, Hayward, and Contreras each contributed one homer this week. So, been a lot of offense. Yeah, the ball's juiced. So It juiced. really is. It yeah. is. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you shared that article today about how there's more home runs and strikeouts, like, by far than ever in baseball. And and, and, and and how much foul territories to play? We talked about it earlier in the season, but there's another article just saying how many balls are just kind of. Oh yeah, it, it said that uh, fans well, get as many balls as players. <laughs> like yeah, half of, of the, the balls, balls hit. Are, yeah, it, it was something like just in as the many go thing. into the stadium than go into the into play. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was a little more going fouls, like forty nine to forty six. Yeah, but I can't remember if that's percentage points or. I think what it was the total. I think it was were. total balls, like on average, like forty nine baseballs go into the crowd, and or forty or yeah, forty nine go into the crowd, and forty six go into play. Yeah. So yeah, that's not, so ridiculous. Not a lot of action, um, unless the ball's going over to the fence, which to me is kind of a boring play. I mean. Homers are great. You get a run, but if not three or four, but it's, you know, I know we all prefer kind of the keep the line moving style of baseball with just base hits when running and speed and sliding and all that good stuff. But right. It's not happening. Just home runs, home runs. Um, what do you think? I mean, you, you mentioned Bryant uh, with two home runs or two dongs, as you put it. Um, what, what do you think? Is he coming out of it or is, is, is the clutch over? I don't think so. He's <laughs> he's he's playing better, but I don't know. Uh, he hit a home run. He had one early in the game, which was actually, uh, you know, at a pretty good moment. But beyond that, like I don't know, the guy just doesn't. He's in the ball a little harder, don't you think? I mean, it feels like he's squaring it up. I mean, just eyeball test wise, like, and also you can test these things with like. You know, maybe the launch angle isn't there, but it seems like, you know, he's smacking it a little better, even if it isn't out, you know, he. Well, and you look at his stuff and his stats and everything, and he's like replacement player. Like he's like average. He's an MLB player. Yeah. So he's not terrible. And then, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not. He's not not supposed to be that player. Yeah. He's supposed to be like way underperforming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this week, you know, two home runs, like, you got to think that, like, if he can keep that going and, like, I mean, he needs to hit for everybody to feel kind of confident about him. Like, he needs to hit, like, two a week for a month, you know, at least. Yeah. 
I mean, and he's got like a 770 OPS on the season, you know, but he's only hitting 229, you know, with with a 417 slugging. That's not that's not KB. It's it's not super exciting. Yeah. And as we have noted, this is the only place you'll ever hear how much we know. It never seems to happen when it's really important, right? Well, he did. I mean, he hit the one homer on Friday in a loss, which is, uh, you know, you can't help that. But uh, it did almost, I I think it brought us to within a run of the of the uh, Diamondbacks in that game. I think it was like three to two or four to three at that point. So, right. That was like the most meaningful home run I've seen from him in a while. That's what I'm saying. Like when we're talking about meaningful home runs, like, you know, if I mean, I would say any home run that he hits, if, if the score is like zero, zero, fine. I'll, I'll give you that as a meaningful home run. But beyond that, like trying to take a lead or end a game or anything like that, you, well, and you just it, don't feel confident with him up there. His homer yesterday was pretty important. Without it, the game does not go 15, 16 innings. Right. Was it no. 16 or 15 in the end? It was 15. All right. I lost no, track. And, I was... and that type of thing, like what happened, okay, I'll give you that makes me feel a little better, you know, but yeah, I don't know. A... I guess he's still got to prove it. Like one or two games, especially – in Arizona, where the ball jumps, I mean, yeah, well, a lot of pop flies go out of this. And, and the, the other one that's there. kind of coming out of it, too, I think, is Rizzo. And it, he seems to, you know, have a little bit more swagger in his bat this last week, too, because he was really struggling to start the year. Is he still batting under 200? He, I, he was as of the other day, but no, he's at 214 uh, right yeah, now. He got up, yeah, he had a good day yesterday. No, but and that's true, but even then. He's got an 802 OPS. You know, he he always seems to get something done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, you'll I don't also, feel the you'll, same you dread. will you will also find any way to make it sound like he's doing good cuz you just want to slap yeah. his Yeah. No, I'm It's true. That is that is absolutely true. But the numbers <laughs> fucking back it up. Like you look and you go, "Man, he is not hitting well." But when you when he gets up to bat, you just think something good is going to happen. Well, you know, whether he's moving a guy along or you know sacrifice fly or just getting a walk, like good things seem to happen. You don't see him just get up there and become a black hole for a month, even though his batting average is low. Well, we all know who's been carrying this team. It's been Baez and Hayward, and then to a. L- little Contreras, maybe little Contreras and Bodie for that matter. And then, but if these two dudes, and I'll add Schwarber to this list, if the three of those, Schwarber, Brian, and Rizzo can get it together, even if it kind of switches around a little bit and you have a pocket of three dudes that's always knocking guys in and getting runs scored, you know, that is okay. You know, I mean, well, I, I this, really this, don't. This team, if three of their best players. Rizzo, Bryant, and Schwarber actually start playing like it, this team's going to be really good. Yeah. If if these other guys continue to, if if Jason Hayward continues to do what he does, if Javi Baez continues on the track that he's on, if the Cubs go out and get some catching relief for Contreras before he fucking dies. Oh my God. They need that so bad. July, he's going to go on the injured list for like 60 days because he's not going to be able to move. And it'll be Taylor Davis time. Nothing but camera. Yeah. yeah, so the last time I was on the show a week ago, I said uh, Wilson Contreras 
has had what only two innings off. Uh, I think that's still the same thing, right? Well, no, because Taylor Davis caught Darvish on oh, Saturday. He caught Darvish, that's yeah, right. he caught that. Was the first start that Taylor's gotten. And you know what? I mean, we can start getting into these games. Well, actually, we're just on flakes, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, right, let's right. keep this moving. I got to get out of here soon. All right. Well, and we are talking about Willie, so it makes sense. Uh, he had a homer, but he also had 11 strikeouts over the last week, which is not good. But the real flaker was actually Daniel Descalso yeah. or Carl, as I like to call him now. Why are you getting, We already have a Carl. We had, we had this discussion on uh, on uh, with a few people on Twitter yesterday that I think Daniel Descalso looks like Carl the janitor from The Breakfast Club. Huh. Next time you see him, fucking, like, and then look at The Breakfast Club, Carl the janitor. I mean, I'm telling you, it's 30 years difference, but they're right there. Let me see. Oh, that guy? He, yeah. He more looks like... Uh... Like uh, Al Bundy from uh, Married with Children. Bundy? What the hell? No. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, he only has a 515 OPS on three hits and four walks, and he's got six strikeouts. And uh, basically everybody with, you know, who's been making their starts with like 20, right around 20 at-bats, they're all doing pretty good. I mean, if, if if the guy that you're saying is a flake has a 515 OPS, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, he's he's doing something, but it's just not how he was. He's just the lowest of everybody because there's been a lot of these that have been down in the 200s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, throws. Yeah. Oh, shit. Together and blow. <laughs> Do blow first. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay, well, Kyle Hendricks, blue. Oh, he ate shit. He just did not look good. After a great performance. Brutal. Yeah, he had a good performance, but then, you know, you go up against the exact same team, and yeah. Yeah, I felt a little vindicated by saying that I thought that they should have saved Lester to pitch against Arizona and let him go out there early, even though he did well against the Dodgers, only gave up a run, I think. Uh, Lester did, but yeah, you Lester know, did did really to well. Throw like slow ball McGee back out there against a potent offense like the D Bags, who has have scored more runs than the Cubs. Seemed like a miscalculation. These are professional hitters. They just saw him a week before. Short term memory is still there, and they lit him up. It wasn't it wasn't cute at all. Like what what was his line? No, it was four runs in the first inning. Yeah, and you know he's just throwing meatballs. Gave up seven runs on seven ten hits. Seven runs on ten hits. Only walked one, but man, they hit the shit out of him. Well, you don't walk anybody when they're all hitting the goddamn ball. Yeah, in a in a hitter's <laughs> ballpark. So, yeah, I was not happy. And here's the thing about Kyle, though. It's just like, I mean, if his location isn't working, he's fucked. And that's exactly right. what what happened. They were, you know, he, he was leaving balls up all over the place. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. He's had one good start all year, all month. The whole first month of the season's over. He's done well once. Yeah. It's frustrating. It is. I, I, I agree. We all want the Kyle that we had in, uh, you know, what, 2017. Yeah. Kyle, right? Yeah. But, I, th- I think maybe that was the fluke season, and this is who he is maybe. Is yeah, your number- I, I, 
He's I your number right. five starter. He's your number five starter. And so you've got to treat him like that. You're all just hoping he's going to become a number one, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think one. I think it, two would be all right. You know, I'm one or two, and you know, and just like a totally different look than any anybody else, like right. than the power pitchers that you have. You know, well, I think you always want him to be Greg Maddox, right? Yeah, but you that know, was a lot of pressure. And out of the starters, he's got a 5.33 ERA. That's uh, even you, Darvish, is better than him now. Oh, God. oh wow! <laughs> you know, you you as a five oh two on the season. I do five thirty three is looking looking bad. You Darv, it's miserable watching him pitch right now. Well, let, we'll, we'll except for that one game, anyway. Yeah, but he, uh, last game, you know, he gave up uh, gave up a dong, but that was about it. We'll talk yeah. about you in a moment, yeah. but here, uh, let's get so to let's do the throws. throws. All right. Well, I was also going to say Steve Shishak. He got he got lit up once too. Yeah, that he looked, three run homer was not was not cute. Yeah, but the uh, so the Cubs have a ton of guys pitching well, as uh, Lyle you were talking about earlier. Yeah, um, and it's kind of hard to pick the one that I really like, uh, but I'm going to go with John Lester, five inning comeback with a .80 WHIP and only one run given up, no walks, uh, five strikeouts in those five innings, right? It was a very John Lester performance, especially after coming back. He he was a, like a caged animal, and you needed to get it's out there. Caged, and then yeah. the Cubs lost, just like <laughs> normal yeah. John Lester starts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that reminded me, like it gave me a little PTSD of the last couple seasons. We were like, oh god, not again. Lester's going to lose by a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Lester right now on this season, he's one and one wins and losses. Uh, you know, he's had uh, four starts. He's got a 237 ERA and one win to show and one win to show 1.21 whip. Like not bad. Like if he could do that all year, I think uh, everybody's well, the 237 won't be able to last. But, uh, you know, similar to those numbers all year. That's a great year. Yeah, well, hopefully the Cubs can score a goddamn run for him. Yeah, well, um, you know, the, is, the, three, the, three, the, three-headed, the three-headed monster of him, Hamels, and now Quintana looks great. See, and I was going to say, Quintana had a .87 whip this week. Although he did give up five runs in his 12.2 innings, uh, he looked good both games. Like, even with giving up a few runs, like... Well, and let's not forget that the Cubs faced a couple really good offenses this week, you know, but the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. So if you're giving up one or two runs, you know, whether you win or lose, you pitched well against a tough, uh, a tough lineup. So, yeah. And I missed the Dodgers show, but the Cubs did great against them. This is the best team in the NL, right? We've been doing nothing but eating West coast meatloaf, baby. Yeah. I mean, I thought the Cubs looked, uh, great against the Dodgers and that's really I mean that's the measuring stick right now early in the season it is the Dodgers and the Cubs looked great um when do we get the Cardinals that's the next real so test, this right? this week because we're in second yeah. place two and a half games behind them Milwaukee's in third um just getting in, into this uh, meatloaf of a D-bag series, we don't have to talk about too much of it. We actually already talked about a bunch yeah. of it. The one thing that we didn't talk about was Al Morris' four-hit game that raised his average to 246. I mean, oh, and he finally hit Homer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, he hit that Homer uh, on on um, yeah. Well, it put us within a run on yeah. uh, was that Wednesday, I guess. 
against the Dodgers in the 2-1 to loss, the Leicester game. But then he came out after hitting that home run in the very next game, and even though the Cubs lost 8-3, to uh, they he had, he had four hits. So I'm hoping that, like, I'm hoping he comes out of it because talk about, like, being worse than a pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he, you need a DH He for right him. now has a 262 batting average, which is not bad. Not bad. 262 average. It's just he's got no power. Yeah, no power and also no OBP. Right. His so OBP is 324, and that's one point higher than his slugging percentage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's a singles guy. Um, so I, I do want to say that, like, maybe those guys are coming out of it. It would be nice to see Almora kind of, you know, regression is a powerful thing back to at least an average level of hitting lefties. And if Almora is a singles guy, right? Like, he's never going to, you know, be blasting the ball all over the place. He's just singles guy. His glove in the outfield, as long as he's hitting well and in the average stays in the, you know, 250 and up range, he's worth trotting out there most days, right? Yeah, I mean, I... I I think now that Hayward isn't that guy, I think he's had more success because of that platoon situation that he had going on with Hap, that he was better that way. And that sometimes against certain pitchers, he's not seeing it at all. And against others, he has success. I would kind of rather see him in a, you know, in a depthful lineup, you use everybody where they're going to have the most success. And I feel like this experiment of trotting out Almore out there, no matter who's on the mound, might be uh, a little bit too much, <laughs> you know. Right. For- I, I mean, I guess I just I feel like for so long it was Hayward was just he was the black hole in the lineup, but the glove was good and he made a million dollars, you know, bazillion dollars. So they kind of put him out there every day. But now that Hayward is actually hitting and doing well, it's kind of gives you a spot in the lineup that maybe you just go more defensive. Yeah, I could say. Yeah, I I don't see why not. I mean, it hasn't hurt so far. Cubs are two games above 500, which if you kind of say, I wish we could strip out that shitty start and win a few of those games that, you know, the bullpen blew and stuff. But alas. um, Yeah. And I mean, the the strikeout situation with Almora has to has to go down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big thing. Yeah. And then, uh, can we talk, I mean, because we didn't get into this, we did talk a little bit about Bodie, and he did have his first multi-home run game. He crushed one of those balls. Uh, but then, uh, Matt Cock, and I believe I'm saying this right, yeah, uh, uh, threw at Bodie, in my opinion. Don't you think he threw at him? I do. Oh, I miss this. Yeah, the benches, well, I mean, it was bullshit, but the benches cleared but like the bullpens, they're like, and the bullpens come in, and they're just like jogging, like some guys are walking, like uh, Hayward's out there trying to get an explanation of like wh- why he hit him. But you know, the Cubs did not retaliate. It seemed, um, I don't know. I, I well, I, apparently nobody was too upset by this because I did not see this game. I'm just and. Uh, like I go on Twitter and just kind of follow that way when I'm not around the games. I'm really surprised I didn't see more about this because nothing happened. It was one of those. It was kind of a nothing burger, but I think what Danny's point is, and we've seen this in the past, there does seem to be a little bit of lack of passion. And I don't know if that's like at Madden's lead and a little lack of like toughness sometimes in these situations. Well, 
I think Madden has been clear about that. We don't, we're not going to retaliate in these situations. What we're going to do is we're going to go up there and get you out. And we're going to make you look stupid that way. And if you want to hit a guy in the back, we're going to make sure he scores and like makes it hurt worse. I mean, Cubs, Cubs won this game 9-1. to one, So by the time that Bodie got hit, the game was already pretty much out of reach for the Diamondbacks. And um, to see him hit it, I mean, I just hate to see that. I mean, somebody could get really fucking hurt, you know? And there was no point. So the guy fucking beat you with a home run. He didn't bat flip on you. What the fuck is your problem? You know what I mean? Like... Really? You're just going to start hitting dudes because they fucking beat you? Yeah. yeah. And, and the bat flip thing. I I get why people don't like it, but it's don't get mad about it. It's dumb. Yeah. Settle down. Right. I think they just need to change their fucking attitude toward it. It's, you know, the bat flip seems to me more of a, I just crushed it. That was fun. I'm flipping it. Not a, Hey, pitcher, fuck you, and then flip. Like, that's not how it feels to me when it's happening, right? Right. Well, I think it depends on who's doing it. You know, I think some dudes are trying to show each other up, and you know, it's just kind of, it's like, you know, when you see it, you know, but for the most well, part, I think like it's sort of fun. Well, when a guy, like, stares at the pitcher and then fucking flips a bat or something, then, then yes, I get that. But I usually don't see that. No, it's usually like a bit of a, you know, they're feeling good. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about in this particular game, this nine to one victory, um, you Darvish, all right, goes six innings pitched, uh, much better than his last outing. Uh, really hard to watch though. Like he gets the six innings, eight strikeouts in those six in- innings, four walks, mostly in the first couple innings. He was um, fifty six pitches through two, and he was like throwing balls over dudes' heads. <laughs> like he had, he had no control at all, zero. And, and then he settled down, and then he was pretty good. And he was quoted as saying, when asked about how it went, he said, "Not great, but not really bad." Then they said, "What's next for you?" And he said, seven innings." <laughs> so I mean, yeah, let's see if that ever happens. He threw well, it, took him well, 110. Good, good, good for him for taking it one piece at a time and just trying to, you know, move his way through it and get control. I guess you know, like. If that's how he has to do it, it just like small, small improvements. Uh, it's going to be a long season of watching this, but seriously, I yeah, mean- <laughs> it, it, he'll get he'll get a complete game on September fifteenth of two thousand twenty, like, and then his and then his <laughs> arm will explode. I mean, in that game, you know, first of all, I couldn't believe that they didn't. The, Arizona fucked up big time. Like they should have been up five zip by the second inning, but they left the bases loaded. Well. You got to give Darvish some credit for pitching out of those situations as like a veteran pitcher. Like we saw kind of Hamels go up against the ropes the other day with, what do you have, six walks in that game last week? But Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he gave up a bunch of walks. But, I mean, this show, this whole game was a shit show. Like between uh, who was pitching, the guy who was pitching, uh, Zach Godley, who was quite ungodly, he had four walks too. Um, only lasted two and two thirds. I mean, this was just like a a badly pitched game for the starters in, in the first couple innings, and like the first it the first two innings took like two hours to complete. And I don't know. It's just like I do not trust this baby step Darvish situation. It just feels like it could go so horribly wrong at any given time. But he's our guy. 
four more years. <laughs> After four this one, more years. Years. <laughs> four more years, four more years. So uh, yeah, so the Cubs eat the meatloaf. They win the game six to five in fifteen innings. Um, boy, and I just want to bring up that the Cubs were two for fifteen with runners in scoring position in yesterday's game. Really frustrating. They loaded the bases a couple times, but give credit to that guy Duplantier. He was good against us. Eh? He was yeah. out there. Oh, we were making fun of him, how Frenchy sounded. Like, oh, just fucking light up this Frenchy for Christ's sake. Come on, Duplantier. Um, Q is pretty good. Um, only 84 pitches, though, and then he gave up which that is, tying homer. Which is, you know, fine. He's been being stretched out. He's gone seven the last few times. Uh, you know, he came up inning short this time. Fine. So. Maple sucked, and then fucking Chatwood was the hero. Well, he walked three. I mean, it made it interesting, and yeah, and then uh, I don't know. Chatwood people are people are really excited about his redemption story. You know, I mean, that's not a forced redemption story, unlike uh, the Russell thing, right? You know, which seems like they're like trying to paint that picture for us already. I don't feel that way, but Chatwood, I do. Except for it's just about baseball. Yeah. What's but, his redemption that he could put a baseball uniform again on after he beat somebody up? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least Chatwood were, you know, at least he had a really hard year that he worked back from, yeah. you know. Right. So um, he's putting it together. Do, do you feel like the Cubs offense yesterday was a little fucking frustrating, though? Because, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks pitcher had like fucking, I don't know, 127 pitches through three. Yeah, you know, they, like his pitch count was so fucking high, and they just weren't scoring. Yeah, and they don't have a very good bullpen, and you you wouldn't think that they didn't have a good bullpen based on how that game went. Yeah, because they kept the Cubs scoreless for God, like ten innings. I mean, yeah. they oh, got shut really out in the middle. Yeah, when they when uh, when they loaded the bases with no outs in what the fucking thirteenth or something, and they didn't score. Well, they hadn't scored since the fourth, so you're basically looking at that they got shut out for ten innings straight. So yeah, for an entire game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I guess that there's your Diamondback series. A little bit more meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad. Joe Madden's going to be serving it at his uh, Madden's Meatloaf Mart. <laughs> you'll see, Mm-mm-mm. you'll see a little snake meatloaf out there with a little do- trolley Dodger meatloaf from this week. By the way, that was disgusting. That picture Ugh, yeah, it, really? made, it made me made my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. So Lyle. Do you have uh, a little I, mid a mid uh, show? Uh, I, I got two wagers for us, guys. Yeah. Oh, you got a wager for us to put on uh, mybookie.ag? Yes, I do. All right. What are your What are your uh, picks tonight? All right. Well, right now we can do. We're gonna We're gonna We're gonna reach for way down the road here. We're looking uh, November next year. Rob Gronkowski is a hundred to one to become the next president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, plus, my bookie has him at plus one thousand. I was gonna say only a hundred to one. Yeah, I guess so. How is it possible? Uh, well, it is what it is. But tomorrow night, the odds are up. Chicago Cubs, Cole Hamels, the lefty versus Seattle Mariners, Fernando Fernandez. Fernando Fernandez. 
I don't think I don't so think nice, that's you named him twice. I believe his name is Felix Hernandez. Yeah, you was, might have you might I have was, heard of him. I was trying to say Hernandez first, and I was trying to stop myself. Just <laughs> Felix Hernandez. Fernandez okay. Hernandez. <laughs> Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. Um, the over under is eight and a half, and the Cubs minus one forty five to Seattle plus one twenty five. Both these pitchers are rolling coming in a little bit. Uh so I'm gonna take the over. <laughs> oh, you think everybody yeah, oh, you gets think lit they're up? gonna yeah. lose it here. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so that's gonna, my bet. You're gonna Five take bucks the, on the over. All right. By so, the way, you know, can we talk a little bit? I mean, Cole Hamels, 0.99 whip so far. No, we can't talk about Five that starts. in the middle of a commercial, Michael. Oh. <laughs> you can talk about it after the commercial. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so uh, there you go. If you want to make that bet along with the Sun Ranto show, go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code Ranto. You get 50%. Uh, well, extra from your deposit. Put in 100 bucks, you get an extra 50 So th- there it is. There's the commercial, mybookie.ag. If you don't want to listen to commercials, Sun Ranto. Or, I mean, sorry, patreon.com slash Sun Ranto. Uh, I cut these, these nonsense commercials out of the show. So do it. Let's talk what if, about what if people are making money on these commercials and all of a sudden they quit giving us Patreon money? What? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if Lyle's so good at this betting thing that they're making too much money to give us any? Uh I'm I'm sure if the more lot money Lyle gives them, the better it is for us. Probably <laughs> because I'm sure that we I know for a fact that we have now lost more money than we've made because that's been zero. OK, good. Well, so let's get into the Mariners, as Michael would like to say, <laughs> the Seattle Mariners, uh, the Submariners. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were good. They may have started off uh, the year great. You know, they won three of four from the Boston Red Sox. And then they continued by beating up on other shitty teams. But then they went out there and got swept by Houston and Cleveland. Then they went home against Texas this last week. They lost big twice. They won big once. And then they had a normal 5-4, to 11-inning win, which is kind of normal. And um, so now they're in second place. So they started off great. And now they kind of came back. They are the Milwaukee Brewers of their division. Um, Cubs haven't played them since 2016, where they outscored them 20 to 11 and um, beat them two games to one. And this series includes amongst, uh, well, two very memorable games. One uh, was the first John Baker Day, officially. Uh, the Cubs won 12 to one on a Saturday. It rained. We had a great time. Um, and also, uh, this uh, series featured Michael's favorite game of all times that went 12 innings. And Lester squeezed in Hayward for the win. Yes, Lester squeezed bunt in the 12th. So good. Cubs tied it with three runs in the ninth in that game. Also, uh, uh, what's, ah, shit, now I'm I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Travis Wood catching that fly ball in the ivy in that game. Yeah, yeah, that that was that game too, right? Yes. Yeah, the way they they scored their, um, 
their runs in the ninth was um, Anthony Rizzo hit a double. Zobrist was in there. Russell was in there. Uh, Hayward got hit by a pitch. Wilson grounded out but scored uh, Zobrist on the plate. Like a wild pitch scored Russell. Like it was a terrible, terrible outing for this pitcher. And guess who this pitcher was? Steve Ciszek. Steve. Steve Ciszek. Steve Ciszek shucked. He shucked. In 2016, he shucked ash. 2016, he was a shitty, shitty reliever. So there's some familiar names on this team a little bit. Um, uh, Jay Bruce, old red with a little power. He's on this team. Uh, Sunday guitar player, Domingo Santana on this team. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Dan Vogelback, ex-Cub farmhand. Uh, a cup of Ross, Zach Ross Cup. You might remember him as the ex-reliever for the Cubs. He's now in the Mariners. Um, and I looked, by the way, into who, uh, you know, Monty is who the Cubs got for Dan Vogelback. And uh, we also got a guy named Jordan Prees. And I was like, oh, I wonder how he's doing out of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't done anything since 2016. Um, also, uh, D. Gorgon. It, I mean, D. Gordon is on this team. But I was hoping, what if he was really a Gorgon? He'd be bigger. Yeah. D. Gordon's very small, man. Yeah. For, for a ball player, he's probably bigger than me. So they got a decent team. You can see why they're kind of in there. Uh, here's another guy you might know, um, Anthony Swarzak. Remember him? He went from the Sox to the Brewers in 2017, and he was great against us. Um, he's Well, this is why you might remember him, because he has a 159 ERA and 17 innings pitched versus the Cubs, which is pretty much the best as he's done against any other team ever. Um, he was bad with the Mets last year, though, so... Yeah. But, yeah, Swarzak is their closer. You know, I'm looking at old uh, Dan Vogelback. He's having himself a year. He's got a 310 average, 1189 OPS, eight homers. Yeah. He's, yeah, and, he's better than most Cubs As far as I know, he's not, he's not playing in one of these, like, uh, you know, shitty pop-up home run. You know, there's no short porch like there is at uh, Yankee Stadium or whatever. No, but they are hitting quite a few home runs at home. The Mariners are right now. Um, let's talk about the Mariners and their offense. Uh, they have great offense. 20 points higher OPS than the Cubs uh, when I look Sunday morning. Uh, they lead the majors in home runs. They have 23 more. Um, they take a lot of walks. Second in the majors. Uh, the Cubs are sixth. Uh, they strike out more than anybody. So hopefully... Uh, you know, we could see well, it's going to be Lester and Hamels, so hopefully they can get some swing and misses up there. They've also stolen the second more most bases, two and a half times more than the Cubs, who only have ten. So they're like twenty. They get twenty five stolen bases on the year, and uh, I'd like to. I think it'd be kind of a fun series. I could see Wilson just you know because his caught stealing rate and his arm is ridiculous. Lester's not great at holding dudes on, but I think that there's going to be a lot of like fucking around on the base paths, and I, I think Wilson's going to be busy back there in this uh, series. The Mariners have outscored the Cubs 183 to 157. That's first. They've scored the most runs of anybody. Cubs are ninth most uh, in runs scored. Pitching-wise, Cubs and Mariners team ERAs are pretty similar, just over four. They're 12th and 14th in the majors. 
They've given up 12 more homers. Uh, they're middle of the road in walks and, well, walking guys. We're seventh, so that's not quite as bad as it was. They're middle of the road in the majors and strikeouts. We're in the bottom third. Kind of surprised me. Just keep That keeps surprising me. That really is surprising. Yeah. Because we're just so used to this team with tons of strikeouts. Yeah. Not this year. And but it's probably because everyone has just decided they don't give a shit about striking out. Yeah. And uh, our starters have been a little bit better than their starters. And their relievers have been a little bit better than ours. So that's kind of, you know, pretty much some average statistic, statistically average uh, pitching staffs going into this series and some pretty decent de- uh, offenses. Now, defensively, thank God the Cubs are now third in errors because the Mets overtook us. And um, the Mariners are the worst defensive team in baseball. Oh, wow. They have 12 more errors right now. And, um, and let's get into the Durr because this is going to excite people. Durr, 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 Durr. I fell asleep already. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I, no, I know. I know. I, I, I started talking, but I unfortunately had my microphone off. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was wondering. I'm like, God, he's I was really, like, he's really milking this fucking Durr thing. So um, their Durr is worse than the Cubs, but not by a whole heck of a lot. Not by much. Um, now, uh, the Mariners actually have the worst dur in baseball. Ugh. Worst dur in baseball. The Cubs have the fourth worst dur. Hey, it's still not the worst. Yeah. It's We're not. number four. <laughs> We're, We're number four. Yeah, so you guys ready for a little scavenger hunt? Yeah. Is Lyle, yeah, is Lyle still on the show? I haven't heard from him in a while. No, Lyle, Lyle had to run and get his wife. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that Lyle had to leave at some point, and uh, I was hoping he would at least make it through um, until we got to the Mariners. But, uh, yeah, I, but I didn't hear his heavy, fat-ass breathing. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so, Scavenger Hunt, we got a new prize. Um, I have for the winner... Uh, for this month, a, uh, a the son the the Ron Santo baseball voices CD put out by I, Pat. I Hughes. read that three times myself as Sun Ranto. Yeah, well, like I'm like the Sun Ranto baseball voices. Nobody wants this. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's just Cubstradamus the whole time. Um, so and also a uh, a DVD. I got another DVD for you called 100 Years of Wrigley. So you get the CD and the DVD. All you got to do is participate within the month of May, uh, which I'm going to start it tomorrow with the uh, with the uh, uh, Mariners series. So starting there, and uh, this isn't, and then going all the month of May, just participate in the scavenger hunt. So I don't know why, but when I was thinking about Seattle. And I've only been to Seattle once. It, it reminded me of the only time I was there, which was in 1998. And I went to fill in on a show I was—I had just been in before in a different cast. Somebody hurt themselves, and I had to go fill in in Seattle in the musical Rent. Now, when I got there, my dad got sick, and we found out he was going to die. 
So I had just gotten there, and then I had to fly to Chicago because he was sick, and we didn't know it was going to happen. So I was like, sure, I'll take the job. I got there, and I was like, thanks for flying me out, but I have to now spend $1,000 to go to Chicago, and I'm gonna, I can't fill in right now. So they got somebody else. So anyway, I was thinking about this, and then I remembered my brief time in Seattle just for a couple of days hanging out with my friend Mike Lee, which we went, you know, we had a day off the day I got there, and we went up to Bruce Lee's grave. And I was like, am I remembering this all correctly? It was a long time ago. So I look up, you know, Bruce Lee's grave to see, like, you know, just a picture of it or something on Google. And it led me to a video with only 72 views by Bowley and Boo, where a woman surprised her man (laughs) with a Sunday fun day where they drove a really long ass time through the beautiful Pacific Northwest to surprise him to a vi- with a visit to his favorite um, person and hero of all time, Bruce Lee. So they go to Bruce Lee's grave, which is in a beautiful spot in the cemetery. I went and I remembered a lot about it. And then Brandon Lee, who wasn't dead yet when I went, <laughs> is now dead and next to his grave. And then after the grave... They went to a Mariners game. Now, that sounds like a great day. What a great day. I mean, at least you did it in the correct order. If they had gone to the Mariners game and then the grave, I mean, it's 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 kind of like uh, this American life always leading you on the the fucking bad story. And I tried to figure out, like, what game they went to, like, because by when they posted the DVD. And I'm assuming this guy was not a Mariners fan because his team lost and her team won and her team is the Mariners. And they (laughs) they won by one. So I'm thinking his it was against the Padres. He must be a Padres fan. This happened last year. Anyway, instead of Sunday fun day with Bowley and Boo, we're playing on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So we're going to call... The scavenger hunt, we got two different ones. Tuesday is going to be Tuesday Shoes Day and do something fun with a picture or video involving shoes. And then on Wednesday, you're going to do Wednesday Spends Day and a picture of you paying money for something. Okay, hold on. Can they, you know, because when I think of Seattle, I think of the fish market. So on Wednesday, maybe they buy one of those big fishes and they fucking throw it to a friend. (laughs) <laughs> and get a video of them just smacking the shit out of their friend with a fish. Well, you I remember I, I that, it's, that. Yeah, or you can do the Monty Python fish slapping dance. If you remember that. <laughs> so, but no, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Spends Day, hashtag scavenger hunt, tag me in it. So that was a long and uh, sordid sort of uh, scavenger hunt there that I kind of went on a little bit of a trip. Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. Or Wednesday, Spence. I want to see day. some good shoes or some really fucked up, nasty shoes. Yeah. So, the get, shoes that you've had for 47 years for no reason whatsoever, but ugh. they're still the ones you mow the lawn in. Yeah. Ugh. Nasty. So, uh, game one, uh, Colbert Hamels, 3 0, uh, against, up against, uh, wait, why did I write this down? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Because, uh, yeah, I was like, why did I write this whole thing down? Colbert Hamels, I, I was in a weird mood when I filled out the, this part of the script. Um, he's 3-0, and and his, e- his email, his uh, ERA is John316. Do you remember when people used to always in the end zones 
have their John 316 sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's and that's the of course the uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son in the Bible that he who believes in him shall not perish, and then I started thinking I'm like, you know what I wonder what John six thirteen is like, so I looked it up, not quite as important as John three sixteen, but it's so they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves he left over left over by those who had eaten. It's the fish and loaf story, right back to the fish and the fish slapping. Yeah, just cleaning up after the dinner. So he's got a very biblical ERA right now, Colbert yeah, three, Hamels. 316. Uh, I'm more impressed with this .99 whip. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's been doing great. He seems to be worth the $20 million so far, even though that's a lot of money. He's going up against King Felix Hernandez, or as Lyle likes to call him. <laughs> Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know, just like, like, are you okay, dude? <laughs> he just, he got stuck like on a, it was just skipping. <laughs> Fernando, 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 Fernando. Well, the King Felix is one and two with a 391. He's now um, 33 years old in his Jesus year. Um, King Felix broke in when he was 19 years old, though, so he's been around a long time. Do you remember in spring training last year when he when uh, I forget who hit a liner like right off of him and he had to leave the game? It was at Sloan Park. I remember. Yes, I rem- I don't remember who did it. Like, and I didn't remember it until you brought it up. But yeah, I, it, that jogs the brain there a little bit. Yeah, he it was, was at the end of spring training, wasn't it? Some I don't remember. I was there, and I just remember being like, "Ooh, <laughs> ow." <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, he's out there. He's a famous pitcher, and uh, he's still pretty good. You know, it's kind of fun to see Colbert Hamels up against King Felix. Like, this is kind of like a bit of an old-school, like, you know, pitcher matchup sort of thing. Like, when you saw, like, I don't know, like Dave Rigetti going up against, (laughs) you know, Fernando Valenzuela. Something like that. (laughs) Anyway, this game's at 9 o'clock Central. It's going to be a late one. Uh, It's on Comcast Sportsnet. And check this out. Do you know what night it is (laughs) at fucking Safeco Field? It's the stupidest fucking thing, dude. It's the peanut butter drive sponsored by Ford. Fordfeedskids.org. So everybody's supposed to bring jars of peanut butter to the ballpark. Did they not get the fucking memo that kids don't eat peanut butter anymore. Oh, they're trying to kill all those poor kids that don't have, uh, you know, good health insurance. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, all these fucking shitty allergic children are gonna fucking die at the ballpark. Uh, and if somebody opens a goddamn jar of the peanut butter, you know that is true. Like I, it, I didn't really think about it. Like, sure, you can give the peanut butter to the driver, or whatever, and you know, maybe it just isn't a fucking place and no kids come into contact but at that game there's going to be like 40,000 people some of those people are going to die <laughs> well check Just this the odds are there's going to be are they giving away like a free epi pen yeah well here's what it <laughs> here's what it says on their stupid fucking ford site fordfeedskids.org is it like ford cars oh yeah or is it Oh, yeah. Eddie Ford. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So here's what it says. Peanut Butter Drive, May 1st to May 31st. Creamy, chunky, 
super chunky? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's gather as much of this fun and delicious food staple as we can to help feed hungry kids in your area and kill the poor. Yeah. With, with you. But you know who's excited is Joe Madden. Anytime he's he gets a chance to see super chunk, he's up in it. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can bring a jar, drop it off at, or drop it off at any Ford dealer all month. They'll even accept peanut free alternatives such as sunflower butter and soy nut butter. And if you buy a new Ford vehicle at any of your local Ford dealerships, they're going to donate a whole case of peanut butter to the food bank of your choice. I mean, is this what's keeping these kids alive is just peanut butter? I guess so. I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's either it's keeping some of them alive. It's killing others. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like playing God, really. The Mariners are playing God. Um, So the last time that Colbert Hamels went out there, he gave up three runs on three hits, but he did walk six through the Dodgers. He only went 5.1 innings. He was worse than his last out. Edwin Encarnacion and Jay Bruce have seen him the most. They've got four homers between them, two each, but really nothing to write home about. Um, uh, Ryan Healy and Mitch Hanniger have pretty good numbers against uh, Cole. Yeah. So um, now, as far as uh, King Felix goes, really Zobrist is one of the only people that have really seen that much of him, and he's only batting one fifty four in forty eight plate plate appearances. So that doesn't bode well for Benzo, Bryant, Rizzo, and Wilson are over, but they have uh, not a lot of at bats. So we'll see. That was basically just that one game in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Three years ago. So there's your game one. Uh, game two, uh, and there are, really are only two games. This game's at actually 5.40 p.m., so at least it kind of starts a little bit earlier. Uh, and uh, it's going to show uh, have John Lester, one and one with his 237 run average, going up against lefty Marco Gonzalez, whose nickname is Gonzaga. Or Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. Maybe it's Gonzalo, Gonzalo, Gonzalo. He's five Gonzalo and Gonzalo or Gonzaga? Gonzaga like Gonzaga. The, the university, right? But it's Gonzalez is his name. Marco Gonzalez. He's good. He's five and zero with a two eighty earn run average. He was with the Cardinals before. Um, Lester last time out, he uh, struck out five through five. He didn't walk anybody, but they lost to the Dodgers. He only gave up the one run. Pitched seventy nine pitches. I expect him to go a little bit longer this time. Um, Edwin Encarnacion kind of rakes off of him. He's got three home runs, but it took him 52 at bats to do it. And Jay Bruce absolutely sucks against John Lester. So that's because he's a lefty. Um, Gonzaga, last time um, he went seven innings of uh, shutout ball and he struck out nine last time he was out. Um, uh, Javi's the only one to face him. He's 0 for 3 with a strikeout. This was way back in 2014 during a 13 to 2 loss to the Cardinals at Bush Stadium. So if you remember those days, that sucked. <laughs> 2014 kind of blew. So uh, there you go. It's just just uh, two games. I, I think this is so stupid. You know, why even have interleague play? If you're going to play two games against this team all fucking year and you have to fly all the way to Seattle to do it, it's stupid as fuck. I I don't even have the time remember that the Mariners have a team. Right. I always forget to. <laughs> you know, 
they they talk about how scheduling is like this super hard thing to do. It feels like it shouldn't be this hard, <laughs> right? Like you should be able to play most of your West Coast games within the, you know, like they used to do it all the time. It's like now that they can fly back and forth and it's easy and, you know, they're not like flying coach on some rat trap. Like they just do it all the time. Didn't they used to like send them out to, they'd go to fucking San Francisco and then to LA and then to San Diego and yeah, then they would it. come back. Yeah, exactly. For like three weeks. Yeah, they'd be gone for like a couple of weeks and they'd hit all the West Coast teams, which there used to be at least, well, before interleague. You know, you'd go out there and you'd play the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres all in one swoop. And then you're usually following like the Cardinals around or something or the Mets or, you know, somebody else back when the teams were or two divisions, when all the teams were in just four divisions total. But, yeah, it's totally different now, and it's just kind of odd that, you know, we're, we're going to go out there all the way. It just seems so far away. You it's know? a long way, and it's just, yeah, it's literally, it's just two games. It feels like they could have gotten some going in, you know, uh, San Francisco the week before. Yeah. Well, you know what Lee Ely would say about it. And you might say it like this too. Or like this. I like the bubbles. Yeah. That's good for uh, the fish market. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking you could have gone like Arizona, San Francisco, Seattle. Yeah, something. Just to make it more worthwhile. I mean, they were just here last weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just left. You know, they went, uh, they played the Dodgers, then they had a day off, then they played the D-backs, then they have a day off, then they play two games, and then they have another day off, which is great, but like, oh my God. (laughs) It's just like, they they just left, now they're coming back, they'll face the Cardinals, and uh, well, we'll get to that eventually. Hey guys. Ah. Hey, uh, so uh, the, the only positive thing about hearing your voice, Cubstradamus, is that the show's almost over. Yeah, Cubstradamus, can I can I just tell you I thought about yesterday? Oh, I don't I know was, how to uh, feel about I that. I was seriously hungover. I was I was vomiting and shitting at the same time, and I don't know. You, you, your name just came up. Oh, that's nice that you thought of me, Michael. Yeah. I do my best. So uh, I've got it. I'm actually gonna catch uh, my flying carpet out to Seattle. I, I was delayed a little bit with the terrible weather here in Chicago. I, if I'm finally gonna get out of here tonight, I think. But uh, I thought I'd drop a little poem on you and uh, get excited, folks, because uh, check this out. I know you said I shouldn't do this, and that you probably already knew this. But Russell could be back to spark the attack when the Cubbies come home to St. Louis. Yeah, we've already talked about this. Russell, yeah, we, we get it. We've, we're, we've accepted it, Cubs Shadamas. We don't feel like Russell belongs on this team. It, we don't need him, you know. So how about just next week you don't show up unless your poem has nothing to do with Addison Russell. That cool? I feel like Cub Stradamus is sort of the Addison Russell of this show. Like, we don't want him back. And he, I, he keeps he, he just, just showing up. He just shows up over and over and over again. Speaking I just of just showing up. Yeah, holy hi, shit. Lyle. Good to see you. 
Hey, what's up, Cubs Sadamas? Did you say something offensive and rude again? No, no, I'm letting everybody know that the Cubs are going to get a big boost to their team this Friday when Addison Russell returns. All right, just just please. We, just we don't want to talk about it. It's just an awkward situation for everybody, so why don't you just get your flying carpet to Seattle, huh? Okay. Cubs Sadamas out! Well, you you found that guy, Danny. We I did I did not find him. He just started showing up, and then I was like, "That's cool, dude. You can crash here one night." And then he now knows where I live, and we just happened to be recording that night. And now he's like, just shows up. He's like, "I'll predict things." I'm like, "You just are reading the schedule three days in advance." That's see what, see what happens when you drink. I know, I know. I haven't been drinking that much lately, you know. I mean, yesterday's game was a little bit of... <laughs> I, I tied one on for the first time in a while during yesterday's game because it just kept going. I wanted to go home. I was hanging out with Bleacher Jeff out of this place called Replay and our good friend Ben, you know, and uh, we were playing some uh, Miss Pac-Man and some uh, pinball, watching the game, thinking I'm going to be home for dinner <laughs> by 6.30. Nope. Nope. Game didn't end till late. And I got drunk. Too drunk. And now I'm now I don't feel good. <laughs> now I feel like Cubstradamus smells. So uh let's pinch off this episode with a little TFC, shall we? Yeah, get it. I have one. It's not really that TFC E. Does anybody <laughs> have one besides me? I have no. I couldn't find. There was nothing that outrageous that I found. Believe it or not. Yeah, I've I've got one. I got a I got a fairly good TFC. All right, so you go last then, if yours is because yours is probably better than mine. Mine's just really stupid. This comes from a Facebook site from some friends of ours, um, friends friends of the show, but uh, they don't control what people say on this. But somebody posted, and I won't say his name just in case. I don't want to embarrass them. But they said, um, does anyone have a men's large long sleeve cub shirt they would be willing to part with for cheap? We are going to Seattle this week and going to game on Tuesday night. I only have t-shirts and it's going to be pretty cool. Just wanted to check here first. Thanks in advance. (laughs) And Stacy wrote back to this person who is a man. You could layer a long sleeve tee tea under your short sleeve cub shirt if necessary. <laughs> nice. So nothing but good ideas on the Cubs pages out there. Oh. Just like, uh, if you need help on what to wear, <laughs> go to Facebook <laughs> slash Cubs. And if your arms are cold, boy, you could get some advice out there. Just layer. Who the fuck is going on like... I need a Cubs shirt. I'm going to go and, like, check Facebook. I only have short sleeve shirts. Can I borrow your long sleeve Cubs shirt? (laughs) I like this team, but not enough to buy a shirt. Yeah. Or just wear a damn thermal under it, dude. Or how about be a grown man and don't wear shirts with little boys' names on them? (laughs) Here we go. Dress like an adult. There you go. Well, the sad thing is, like, the picture of this guy, he's actually holding the kid. I'm like, oh, God. These are the people that are procreating. Guys that can't even figure out how to wear shirts. 
Oh, well, that's mine. <laughs> it's so rude. I hope that guy doesn't listen to the show. He's so mad know. right now. He's so He's mad. Like, oh, I, just, I just need a shirt. I didn't want to buy one. I thought it'd be easy. My arms are cold. I got goose pimples. <laughs> it's hard. I needed some shirt advice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I, right. I will sell you a long sleeve cub shirt, sir. <laughs> By the way, forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's part of the reason he doesn't want to. That shit's so goddamn overpriced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you live in Chicago, you go to anywhere and get a five dollar cub shirt. You know, at any thrift sh- store. You know, because yeah, you go in the thrift store and get a ton of them. Yeah, go. Yeah, go get yourself a a I don't know. Jason Kendall ch- jersey <laughs> somewhere. I'm just <laughs> sitting sitting at the Sal arm somewhere. All right, what do you got? All right, so uh, mine goes back to the Dodgers series and uh, the, the Javi Baez juke, right? When he uh, yeah hit the three run homer on an O two count. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. When he when he ran down to first on a grounder and then jumped around the tag. Oh, the first. juke. The juke. Yeah. So uh, MLB, you know, they post the video and it says, hit him with the juke, Javi. And this fucking cube responds uh, at Gagep Schlock. Gagep Schlock? I don't know. All right. No shit. He just says, uh, great pitch selection. (laughs) (laughs) So he's bitching about the fact that Javi hit a ball that was low and outside of the zone. Doesn't care about the fact that he made an amazing play to what? be safe. <laughs> so if you watch the video, you go back and watch the video, yeah. like He's the taking... ball is down and outside, and this dude's giving Javi shit for great pitch selection. Yeah, swung at ball two. Like an asshole. Um, this just in. Uh we got a a voicemail message, like right now. Oh. Like right now. Okay. You ready to hear this? Is, is it from Lyle? He was gone for a while. I no, I think it's actually this. I don't think it was because this is a, uh, I believe, a Las Vegas area code. Okay. So here we go. Hello, Michael. This here is the ghost of Gary Coleman, and Nostradamus is one of the deities that reports directly to me, and I'm here to make a prediction about the future. Quit your bitching about the DH rule. Yes, we know it sucks, and that's just the way it goes, but it will change in the future and the DH rule just going to happen league wide so just I do it already bitch about it all you want because that's what I do it sucks but it's going to happen fuck you yeah we do not have time to get it fuck you Michael (laughs) yeah no shit wow that's what they want you to believe motherfucker they want you to give up and just just say fine whatever I'll take you know what they're going to slap me across the face every morning when I wake up, but I guess they're just going to do it, so I'll just let them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I what Lee would say? Yeah, that was, that was disheartening. I don't like that one as much. That one is confusing. Yeah, do, do you like this one? Yeah, that's that's way better. The other one I kept answering my my front door. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, may I suggest that everybody, if you're looking for something fun to do tonight uh, on Lee Ely and Night, 
why don't you, uh, you know, copy and paste the transcript of Lee Elia's speech and go throw it into some uh, voice generators. And I can tell you that I had a marvelous time doing that this morning. I was cracking up in the middle of like my work day. Oh, and we got on the phone for a little bit and we had a couple laughs with it too. It's so good. Um, I, I did see uh, one uh, TFC that I forgot I had taken a picture of when I was drunk the other night. Oh, yeah. And it was, it Ooh, was drunk this. TFC. It was this. It was, oh, look. The Cubs have uh, 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 what? Is, oh wait, let me find it. Here it is. Oh look, <laughs> <laughs> the page still, still drunk. Yeah, still drunk. It said, "Oh look, the Cubs store has a new wife beater." Oh wait, that's Addison Russell. Oh, oh. <laughs> ouch! Too 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 close. Too close. All right, yeah. let's yeah. blow this Barbie <laughs> fashion show. Yeah, I, yeah, I I have um, I I just pulled up the uh, the fucking uh the the thing the uh voice to speech or the text to speech right now god this shit is so good you want to hear deranged <laughs> listen to this that's weird no i won't waste anybody's more time um uh spagog 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 can you do spagog through the machine oh i can what let's see Spuck. I gotta kind of spell it. I'll I'll do a normal person though. We'll have uh, Bruce say it. Let's see what it, this sounds like. Spuck gog. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Spuck I. Gog. Spuck gog. Spuck gog. Fuck those fucking fans who come out here and say they're Cub fans that are supposed to be behind you ripping every fucking thing you do. I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day because if they're the real Chicago fucking fans they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it? For the fucking nickel-dime people who turn up. The motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They ought to go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living. 85% of the fucking world is working. The other 15% come out here. A fucking playground for the cogsuckers. Rip them motherfuckers. Rip them fucking cogsuckers like the fucking players. We got guys busting their fucking ass and them fucking people boo. And that's the Cubs. My players get around here. I haven't seen it this fucking year. Everybody associated with this organization have been winners their whole fucking life. Everybody. And the credit is not given in that respect. All right, they don't show because we're 5 and 14. And unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15 motherfucking percent that come out for day baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. I tell you, it'll take more than a 5 and 12 or 5 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I guarantee you that. There's some fucking pros out there that wanna win. 
but you're stuck in a fucking stigma of the fucking Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap shit. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. Anybody who was associated with the Cub organization four or five years ago that came back and sees the multitude of progress that's been made will understand that if they're baseball people, that 5 and 14 doesn't negate all that work. We got 143 fucking games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip him fucking guys out there. Rip me. If you wanna rip somebody, rip my fucking ass. But don't rip him fucking guys cause they're given everything they can give. And right now they're trying to do more than God gave them, and that's why we make the simple mistakes. That's exactly why. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.